Suze. This is a big day. This is our first time recording in person. Yeah, I'm very excited. And it'll be less editing for you as well. <laughs> so that'll be good. That's true. So I guess this is not technically a call convo mm-hmm. today. It's a convo. It's so just a convo. Welcome to convo, everyone. <laughs> Um, t- well, today we're also doing a Q&A episode. Yep, which I'm extremely excited about. I really enjoyed it when we did it last time, which was a whole, was it a whole year ago? No, it's probably two years ago. Two years know. ago. We only started the podcast last year. Oh, okay. But we took a one-year break, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I we only took like eight months off. Oh, okay. All right. Well. <laughs> but I guess to you, it felt like a year, Sue. It did feel like a whole year. Um, So I wanted to thank everyone who submitted questions, whether you submitted it through Instagram or through our Google Forms. It was really helpful to see all the things that you enjoyed about our podcast. Mm -hmm. And obviously, without your questions, this episode wouldn't exist. Yep. Um, So shall we just get right into it, Suze? Sounds great. Okay. Let's do it. Do you want to ask the first question? Sure. First question do you head up or chin down when you acknowledge other others? <laughs> this was an interesting question. I hadn't really thought about it before mm-hmm. today. Um, but I think I do like a head up, like I tilt my head back oh, yeah? a little bit when I acknowledge people. Yeah. How about you, Suze? Um, I've realized that it's different depending on how close I am to the person. If it's someone that I'm close to, I'll do a head up. Um, <laughs> whereas if it's someone that I don't really know very well, I'll probably do more of a chin down sort of thing. Oh, um, it's almost like a mini bow. Yeah, it's like a mini bow. Um, whereas, um, for people that I'm close to, it's more of like a sup, sup man. <laughs> what up, mate? Yeah. So I guess you can know next time you see me if I do a chin down or a head up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I the only, secret's yeah, out now, Suze. I only do it to people that I'm really close to do you do you find that that is a style of greeting that you use much um well I feel like the chin down is more of a subconscious thing yeah um whereas the head up is like yeah man what's up yeah yeah I feel like I do the head up more if I'm seeing someone like across the room or Ah. like if I'm not particularly like close to them in proximity true I'll just do a bit of a head up like acknowledging people um makes sense but if I'm like walking towards someone or seeing someone come closer to me, I usually do like a wave or mm. yeah, yeah, like a normal person, <laughs> <laughs> like a normal person. So yeah, so thanks for that question. Nice. Okay, Suze, what makes you feel empowered? Oh, that's a big one. Um, I've been trying to think about it. I feel like there's probably different things. Um, I guess confidence in what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. if I've done, oh yeah, if I know what I'm actually doing, for example, I'm thinking with audiology, if I know like the product that I'm offering to people, like the hearing aids, then I'm more, um, empowered to (laughs) show it to, I don't know, maybe that's just a confidence thing. So confidence, maybe, um, I think having like little wins before that, um, and feeling like, oh yeah, I'm actually, I can do this. Um, that's also another thing. Um, affirmation from people makes me feel empowered. Um, I think as well, a conviction that what I'm doing is what I'm meant to be doing. That also makes me feel empowered. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. I like all those things. Oh, thanks. (laughs) What about you? I think I had a few similarities. Mm. So having a strong conviction about what I'm doing and a strong passion Mm. um, and and something that I'm standing up for and also being surrounded by people who are super passionate about what they're doing. Yeah, true. Like it doesn't even need to be in the same area or the same things that I'm interested in, but if they're super passionate Mm. and excited about what they're doing, it really makes me feel empowered as well yeah um i think this one is a little bit more specific as well but getting a good workout in or like Ooh. feeling physically strong yeah and healthy also makes me feel empowered yeah nice yep. okay this one's an interesting one this next question 
Um, you have 10 seconds where you can speak to everyone in the world at the exact same time, and they just hear your voice in their head. What do you say? There's so many things <laughs> that we could say. And when I first looked at this question, I think there was this thought that, oh, it has to be this big thing and it has to be perfect. Yeah. It has to be a massive revelation. Um, but I think what I would say is that you are loved unconditionally and there is a greater purpose for you in life. Mm, that's what I would say. Wow. That's so similar to what I was thinking because oh. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it has to be the most important message, which for me is, you know, the gospel and what it means to yeah. be a Christian and know God. Yeah. Um, but 10 seconds is not a long time, so it's not really able to give a comprehensive, right. um, like, statement. So I was like, oh, you can't, something You can't that... preach a sermon to them, No, Seuss. you can't. Not in 10 seconds. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not skilled in that area. Um, yeah, so it has to be something along those lines, but, like, something that, kind of draws draws people in and mm. leaves them wanting more so they can then go away and be like oh I need to research this and yeah so something similar like you are loved more than you ever know by a god who knows you completely um yeah I don't know mm. something like that yeah yeah I think in this question, the 10 seconds is the thing that really gets you. Because mm. otherwise, you could say anything. You could preach as long as you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Mm. That's great. I'm glad we're on the same page on that yeah, one. Yeah, good. <laughs> I also like the next question. This mm-hmm. one also made me think a bit. Um, it comes in two parts, so I'll ask the first part first. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was in response to our shopping centre episode, our latest one. Um, where I talk about my nostalgia for a certain shopping centre in Melbourne. Lincoln Bio. Lincoln Bio. (laughs) So, Suze, how long would you circle until you give up on finding a car park? It's very relevant given we're in the Christmas period and also in Melbourne. (laughs) Um, I think it depends on, like, how long the journey was to get there. Oh. So, for example, if I've driven 45 minutes to get somewhere... Yeah, and I can't find a car park. I'm not gonna just give up in three to five minutes because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that was a complete waste of time. I'll yep. probably circle around a bit more, or like be willing to park a bit further and walk. Yeah. Whereas if it's like the shops down the road, and it took me five minutes to get there, and I've been circling around for ten minutes, I'd be like, nah, I've had enough of this. I'm just gonna come back another day. Yeah. So yeah, it depends on how long the journey was. Oh, mine was really similar to that as well in terms of how much effort and time it mm. took to get there and also what I'm planning to get. Yeah. So if yep. it's something like groceries and I don't particularly need it yep. that day, then I might be like, oh, I'll come back another day or this isn't worth this mm. amount of effort. But if I'm finding something very specific that I'm buying for someone that can only be bought at this one store... I will make a greater effort to circle for longer. Makes sense. To find a spot. Um, It probably also is dependent on the weather and maybe my mood that day as well. Yep. Lots of different factors. (laughs) Yeah, because it was really rainy and bleak or if it's super hot, like the extremes of weather, Mm. um, that will probably shorten my amount of patience for finding a parking spot. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, And the second part of this Mm. question, Suze, how do you shop? Do you shop from the furthest to the closest shop or whatever you see first or is it a random thing? <laughs> um, I think it depends on why I'm at the shops. If I'm just browsing, then it, it's probably just random or whatever's closest. Um, or if I have like a list of things that I actually need, I'll probably go by order of priority. Okay. Um, like, oh, this is the most important thing, so let's go there first and get it. Um, or I guess if it's something that's I know that I need, but it's really big and bulky. Actually, I'll probably still go there first, but maybe just not buy the thing. I'll go there and then come back at the end of my shop to yep. pick it up and go home. Yeah, that makes sense. What about if it's your like weekly grocery shop? Ah. Uh, um, 
as in do I go to like how do I walk through the aisles or do I go to the different like, would you Coles go to and yeah do you go to one place or do you have a choice of multiple places to go to <laughs> like Coles Woolies Aldi yeah well no Aldi in Darwin unfortunately that's something that makes me really sad <laughs> yeah um but in the past I used to go to both and like kind of compare the prices see which one is on has a better sale yeah but um, the shops that I'm at at the moment. Woolies is on the opposite end to Coles, which I'm like, nah, I can't be bothered. <laughs> and, and the shops are really close to work anyway, so normally I just go to one shop and then maybe like in a few days I go to the other shop and see what's available. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's very sad there's no Aldi there. So sad. Very disappointing. Pick up your game, Darwin. I know, Darwin needs to pick its game up. Yeah. But in terms of shopping, I probably go furthest to closest. Mm, So That makes sense. Usually if I have like a list of things, but if I don't have a list, then it's probably random. But usually if I have clear things I need to get Mm. and I know the layout of the shopping center, I'll think about where's the furthest from where I parked. And I'll go there first and I'll plan Mm. it backwards till I get back to the closest and then I'll be done. Yeah, smart. Um, but in terms of shopping um, on, a, on a weekly basis at the grocery store, um, I would usually have the layout of the shopping, oh, uh, not the shopping centre, but like Coles or Woolies. Mm. Usually I go to Woolies. Yeah. Um, so I would have the layout of that in my head and then make my grocery list according to the layout. Wow. <laughs> like just generally where they would be. Like yeah. if I need to go to like the dry foods kind of. Yeah. Um, pantry stuff aisles and I'll just think about oh what things are grouped together and make my list according to that that's next level yeah um so I usually make that in my head or I'll type it out Mm. um and I feel like that makes it a little bit quicker to shop and usually I just want especially in the time of COVID you just want to get in yeah pretty quick and you're less likely to forget stuff as well because you know it's all grouped together you're not like I'll come back to that yeah exactly Mm. um so I think it's helped with that as well yeah Oh, good. Um, all right, next question. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, what do you look for in a guy? Laughing face. <laughs> um, I feel like this is a pretty common question to yeah. come up in a Q&A. Mm-hmm. My answer to that is the attributes are for me to know <laughs> and for my future boyfriend no. to find out. <laughs> you can't say that. To give, give at least one. <laughs> Um, I think a big thing for me is that they share similar values and Mm. beliefs to me because I think a lot of the other things can kind of come under that like Mm. you know even if you didn't have a ton of shared hobbies at the beginning you can find those and figure things out together and learn new things Mm. together Um, but if your values and the important things in your life are fundamentally different to mine. And mm. especially now, like in our mid-20s, I feel like people have a better idea of what's really important to them and what yeah. they want to get out of life, mm. even if it's not fully set and concrete yet. But people have a better idea than they did when, you know, you're dating someone in high yeah. school. Or just like what their values are. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, so I think on a broad kind of level, that's something I would be looking for. Mm. Good answer. Um, when people ask me, I always say um, someone with high EQ. <laughs> nice. I think because I'm like, I really enjoy chatting to people and um, I don't know. I think it's important to make people feel loved and listened to. Um, and I really enjoy hospitality, inviting people over. Um, so, yeah, if I were to find a life partner, I feel like I would like it for that to be something important to them as well um, Mm -hmm. or that's something that they can also um, like partner and come alongside me and we can do it together. Um, So, yeah, high EQ. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) So, Suze, do you have a questionnaire for them to fill out? A questionnaire? Yeah, Um, like when you first meet them, like some sort of EQ questionnaire, you're like, hmm, (laughs) do you meet these standards? Otherwise, a such a thing exists? I don't even know. I don't know. I'm sure there is. Or like person. I don't know. Does do you think that fits on like personality tests and personality um, profiles? Well, not really, because I feel like I feel like the how the world perceives it is that you have to be an extrovert to mm. be like social and have high EQ. But 
I don't know. I feel like you don't have to be the loudest person in the room or like, yeah, the best at um, holding, like capturing the attention of a big audience. Like you just have to yeah. be able to, I think like empathize with people and listen well and um, yeah, un- understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I, yeah. Yeah. I hmm. I'll be able to like hold a good conversation with people. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Hmm. Suze, how would you summarize your 2021 experience and what you've learned over these 18 months of a pandemic? I think we're beyond 18 months mm-hmm. now. Yes, definitely are. <laughs> um, I haven't really done my 2021 reflections, but it's definitely been a huge year of a lot of changes and a lot of new things. Um like many other people, I feel like 2021 has just flown by. Mm. Um, like the first quarter I was in Melbourne, oh, not in Melbourne, in the Gold Coast, just doing my job. And then the second quarter I was, I had applied for the job and I was just, I spent that, that whole three months waiting to hear back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third quarter was kind of moving and um, yeah, the fourth quarter was more settling into. Um, the new way of life mm. so yeah lots of changes yep um but it's been really good I feel like um I've learned a lot and I think I'm someone who loves experiencing new things and um yeah pushing myself out of my comfort zone so um yeah it was really good fun um I am a bit tired <laughs> now that it's the end of the year understand but um <laughs> It's been good. Yeah. I feel very um, blessed to have had all the um, opportunities and experiences that I've, that I've had this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome, Suze. And you ha- it's been such a journey for you over the last couple of years as well. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> Hasn't stopped. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think with, with me, I haven't done as much moving this year. Mm. And this year's still gone by in a blur, yeah. but I think for slightly different reasons um it seemed like things kind of almost moved slower but also really quickly at the same time Mm. just because I was in a state where we had lockdown for a while not as long as the people in Victoria yeah but I think through (laughs) through that experience I I found my solid niche of friends in Sydney Mm. something that 2019 me didn't think was possible (laughs) (laughs) um but I I found yeah people that I really loved Mm. and one of them especially being my housemate we got really close um over the last two years and Mm. I really really valued that friendship yeah and we've been through a lot of highs together but also a lot of really low moments together as well Mm. um and also outside of that a few other people who I've come to really trust and just found a lot of things in common and really got to see what wonderful people they are. Mm. Um, So that was really valuable. And I think that was something that was really accelerated by this kind of pandemic um, because you really had to lean on the people who were closest to you and and build on those friendships. Yeah. Um, I also learnt that asking for help is a sign of strength not mm. weakness yeah which is which was a really hard lesson to yeah, learn yeah it's very counterintuitive <laughs> it's very counterintuitive but i think it was really valuable mm. and i think that's a lesson that i'll continue to build on next year as well yeah mm. um yeah very nice yes very en- encouraging answer yep um okay nice um is it my turn I can't remember. I think so. Okay. Um, How are you dealing with coming out of lockdown and interacting with people again? Mm. Mm, Yes. Well, seeing people in the flesh is very different to seeing people online. Amazing. (laughs) So I have enjoyed that aspect of things. But I think coming out of lockdown really made me evaluate the relationships I have with different people in my life and how... Not everyone has equal importance in my life at the moment mm. and not every event has equal importance as well. Yeah. Um, 
and the pan- pandemic and how people have chosen to talk about it and how they've chosen to talk about vaccines, COVID, or even politics mm. um, has actually shown me a lot about what people really value. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and what people's beliefs are. And I think that has impacted on the types of people that I continue to invest in more regularly and perhaps some people I've chosen to step away from a little bit more. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think also out of that it's shown me that family is a lot more important to me than I thought before. I think that's also been reflected by my time coming back here in Melbourne yeah. and how much more time I've spent with well I hope they agree (laughs) probably listening to this (laughs) um but yeah I think in the past I would come back and it would just be such a flurry of activity Mm. and I would want to be going to all these all these (laughs) all these popular (laughs) all these house parties and hang out with people and doing catch-ups and all that yeah um but this time I've just felt less of a need of that Mm. and more willing to take things a little bit slower see when things will kind of come up, see who are the people who want to catch up. Mm. Um, but outside of that, I'm a lot more content to spend time with my family Yeah, and just do like day-to-day stuff with mm. them, which has been really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That sounds like very intentional living. I <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> um, both in terms of like um, picking like what sort of friends that you want to spend time with but also just being intentional about like okay family is important to me yeah I want to make sure that I give enough time to spend time with them rather than Mm. just filling up my schedule with um all the other good things yeah um so good intentional living yes it must be all this time I've spent with you Suze that's right I feel like I haven't really talked about it very much though (laughs) we still need to do an episode about it yeah 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 um, as for me, I feel like I haven't really been in lockdown in Darwin. Um, we've been very, um, blessed to have not had much COVID, um, or like the COVID that we've had, it's kind of just dissipated after three days of lockdown. So yeah, I haven't had much lockdown, um, which is good, I guess, because for me living alone at home, I don't mm. know how well I'd survive. Yeah. Um, if I was in lockdown. Um, yeah. Mm. So we've had little lockdowns here and there, like three days and stuff. Snap lockdowns. Yeah, snap lockdowns. A lot of which I think I was either still at work or doing the COVID swabbing mm. at the pandemic clinic. Yeah. So I was never really in lockdown. Mm. Um, but when I was, it was a good time of rest and... Um, yeah, because you can't do anything else. So you're kind mm. of just forced to sit there. And um, yeah, for me, it was about being intentional, about resting well. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I think we're up to our last question for this set of questions. So how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Ooh, I feel like, have we talked about this before? I think so, in our first episode, or one of our first episodes right. this year. Yeah. Um. I think I think they're good. I don't think they're a bad thing. Um, I think it's nice to um, kind of have that landmark or like that point where you're like, all right, um, let's yeah use this opportunity of like a fresh chapter to um, think about, reflect on the previous year, and think about make some goals for the upcoming year. Yep. Um, and yeah, be intentional about that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think that. It should be like, oh, I can only start making changes when it's the 1st of January. I feel like you can make changes anytime. If it's, you know, the the 23rd of December and you're like, oh, actually eating healthy is good. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the perfect time to start. You don't have to wait till the 1st of January to be like, okay, now I'm going to like eat junk until the 1st of Jan and then mm. start eating healthy then. So, yeah, I guess it's like a spectrum of like... Um, New Year's resolutions can only happen on the 1st of Jan um, and like only sticking to that versus like oh there's no point in New Year's resolutions and so I probably sit somewhere in between. Mm, Yeah I I really agree with that as well. For me New Year's resolutions sometimes can be this big 
overarching goal mm. that we set. Yeah. Like this year is a year I'm going to eat healthy. This year is the year I'm going to get fit. This mm. year is the year I'm going to get married. Yeah. I think a lot of times those big statements are quite overwhelming. Mm. And a lot of times when people say, oh, I don't like New Year's resolutions because I can never meet them mm. or after one week in Jan first, it all falls apart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm a bit more of a fan of like sustainable goals Yeah. and, yep. and actions. Mm. Like I think it can be good to have a big overarching vision of, oh, I want to get healthier. Um, but what does that look like? And maybe having one thing of I'm going to go to the gym at least once a month. Yeah. Like if you have never, ever been to a gym before or like give yourself smaller goals mm. so that when you look back at the end of the year, you can go, oh, I had this big idea to get healthier and then I had these smaller goals and I've actually reached maybe like two out of three mm. of those goals and I can see that I'm improving. Because um, I think it is important, like you said, to have some sort of point in the year where you sit and reflect mm. and think about what can I do better and what are things that didn't work for me before and what would I like to stop doing yeah. in the new year so I think yeah. it is good but yeah I guess I'm also mm. sitting somewhere along <laughs> that spectrum yeah of, of resolutions yeah and I think it's about like giving yourself grace as well mm. because so often we're like after one week you're like oh no I ate a bag of chips that's it I need to wait till next year but yeah. like not having that mentality of like once you fail you can't like that you can't restart and try again mm. or you have to wait till the next chapter to start again I feel like you can be like oh well I ate a bag of chips but that's all right I can that doesn't define my success of um, yeah. this year or doesn't mean that I have failed and I can't pick myself back up mm. um yeah giving yourself grace I think that's important or oh, I feel like that's a big reason why a lot of our new year new year's resolutions fail it's because mm. we don't give ourselves that grace to be like oh if I make one mistake that's fine mm. Mm. yeah I also think it can be a beautiful time of year because a lot of people will be making those goals and setting um, these resolutions for the new year. Mm. And you might be able to find people in your life who also have similar goals or resolutions that they want to work towards. And it might be good. Yeah, sometimes like, especially with healthy eating, families might decide, oh, we're going to go no processed carbohydrates for the month of Jan or something Mm. and doing it together so I think there is something nice that can come out of it if you can find a community or a few people who can keep you accountable and you can work toward your goals together yeah it definitely increases the success rate as well (laughs) yeah that's it Mm. oh those are some good questions Esther I really enjoyed those yeah this next round is a rapid fire uh, set of questions Mm -hmm. um okay um, well, did you want to ask the first one? Sure. Um, technology or paper? Technology. <laughs> but that was a hard one because I feel like in some circumstances I use paper a lot more, like yeah. journaling, yeah. writing out thoughts, feelings, mm. that kind of stuff. I have to have pen to paper to yeah. actually process those. Whereas for organising my life, technology all the way Mm. google calendar is my best friend i do most of my note taking on the laptop or i use an ipad for handwritten things Mm. um to anything productivity uni related technology all the way yeah how about you um yeah i think i don't think technology can ever replace paper there's just something about like the slowing down process of writing it down that kind of opens up your mind a little bit or forces you to reflect but at the same time I feel like there's been so many benefits of technology and um, yeah it's definitely improved our quality of life and efficiency in lots of ways so I'll probably have to go with technology. (laughs) Nice. Okay Suze, which ice cream flavour are you? I really like nutty flavors, not to say that I'm nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> which ice cream flavor? I don't know. Any particular type of nut? You like Hazelnut's probably my favorite. Oh, so yeah. I'll go with hazelnut. Mm. Um, I've been really enjoying the um, plant-based connoisseur hazelnut flavor ice cream, yep. so let's go with that. What does hazelnut say about you, though, Suze? Um, 
I feel like it's uh, it's not like a sharp. It's like a slow, mellow, <laughs> rich mm-hmm. um, flavor that kind of yeah. That's always consistent. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making things up. <laughs> yeah, what about you? I think I would say salted caramel Ooh. because it's got such a combination of yeah, flavors. It's a good got one. almost a sickly sweet of caramel, but so the depth of flavors, like the saltiness mixed in, and it just seems like such opposite flavors, but they mm. work so well together. Mm. Um, not saying that I've got like extremes <laughs> and opposites in terms of my personality. Um, but I feel like often I'm seen as being just like one thing, mm. um, like, oh, like you're the med student or you're the token Asian person. Um, but I feel like there's so many layers and complexities and different things about my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. That mm. make me me. Nice. Um, sweet or salty? Ooh, a bit of both. Salted caramel. <laughs> I would go sweet. Mm, ooh, if I had okay. to pick a dessert, I'm usually going for something chocolatey, something sweet. Yeah. I have a big sweet tooth. Mm. I like a bit of both, actually. I mm. love, like, cooking savory or just, like, normal food, but I love, like, baking and doing desserts as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I guess if I had to pick something, it'll probably be salty because yeah. I can't have sweet for the rest of my life. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good. Mm. Are you a morning or evening shower person? I've always been an evening shower. There's something showerer. <laughs> um, there's always been something really nice about being fresh and clean and just jumping into bed um, and feeling clean and I can have a good night's sleep. And also, when you're clean, you don't have to um, do your bed sheets as often. So that's a good bonus. <laughs> Especially when you're living in Darwin. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm usually an evening showerer mm. as well. <laughs> um, but I live, lived with a person who was a morning shower. And oh, I think good. that kind of rubbed off on me sometimes. Oh. So um, I have taken more morning slash day showers right i would have thought that yeah. it just works well if she, it she also showers in the morning and you shower in the evening it also worked out very well in terms of living together mm. um but sometimes when i wake up and you know sometimes when you just your brain's a bit foggy and you're just yeah. not feeling the day and then if i jump in and have a shower yeah or usually like a cold shower then it just wakes me up and then i feel ready for the day so I, feel like, I have enjoyed yeah. those a bit more. People always say that, but I'm like, if I'm tired, a shower's not going to fix anything. <laughs> Sleep's going to fix it. But you know, That's true. But have you tried? Have already? you tried the shower though, Sus? <laughs> I think I've tried it a few times. It just hasn't worked. It's just so. not you. Okay, it's not me. That's unfortunately. <laughs> um, next question. Ooh, my favorite question. Um, favorite dessert. Well, I feel we like we talked a little bit about that mm. with the sweet and salty. I think there's so many desserts. There are so many desserts. So many good desserts. It would probably be something chocolatey, like a chocolate lava cake. Mm. The good ones that you cut into and inside it's all molten and chocolatey. I haven't (sighs) had those in ages. Yeah. Nice. But I also really like sticky date pudding with like vanilla ice cream. That's like similar vibes though. It's for like a cold winter night. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like in front of the fire. So good. Yes. Um, I had a big think about this one because, you know, I love my desserts. Um, I think just like cake in general. I really enjoy cake, especially cakes with like many different layers and components to it. So like, you know, like the room temperature sponge and then the cream is cold Mm. or like the sponge is soft and the cream is creamy and the nuts are like crunchy or like there's chocolate that's like snappy um so i just feel like cake has everything it just ticks all the boxes Mm. um it's a perfect blend of you know all the different layers and components and temperatures and textures so it's gonna be cake cake's the answer (laughs) cake i heard you have a very good tiramisu cake have you not tried it? Have I tried haven't it? tried it yet. You haven't tried I've it? I've just heard about it. I think oh. you've talked about it on this podcast as well. I feel like I always talk about it. Yeah. 
think you made it last Christmas. Yeah. Or maybe I did try it then. Mm. Did you make it for your Christmas party? I did for one of the Christmas parties. Oh, probably the one I wasn't invited to. <laughs> it's all right. We'll move on. <laughs> Suze, what is your favourite thing about Melbourne? Oh, I don't have that question. <laughs> um, favourite thing about Melbourne? There are many things that I like about Melbourne. Um, but for me, when I think about Melbourne, the thing that excites me the most is probably seeing my family mm. and um, the idea of community. Um, just because I've been here for so long that, you know, whenever I go to the Glen, um, I can walk around and <laughs> I will always bump into someone that I know. Yeah. I don't know if that's always a good thing um, as an introvert, but yeah, it's just nice to be in a place and feel like, oh yeah, this is where I belong. <laughs> Um, so yeah, community and family. Um, my answer was very similar to that. So you keep copying my answers. I know. (laughs) Are we the same person, Suze? Are we? (laughs) Uh, I would say home Mm. and that feeling of coming home and being known and being known in different ways, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think when you've moved to a new city or if you've moved to different places, People only know you for who you are at that snapshot point in time. Yeah. Whereas we've both been in Victoria and Melbourne for quite a while. Um, There's people who've seen me through like high school and then uni and um, people that I've worked with in different um, spaces over Mm. a longer period of time. So it's nice to revisit those parts of myself yeah and and see where those relationships have gone as well yeah that's true and like people have seen you grow Mm. and when you're with people they know what you were like in the past yeah yeah that can be humbling sometimes (laughs) and also like knowing the streets of the the city so much better Mm. like if we're going to the cbd i know kind of approximately where things are when people mention street names i'm like oh yeah 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 i get that um, or suburbs in Victoria. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know where that is. That's roughly north, or yeah. that's near to the beach. Um, and in our local area, knowing where all the streets are, and not having to use Google Maps yeah, as much. Whereas not in Sydney, on Google Maps. <laughs> I'm still very reliant on Google Maps, and I will still get lost or accidentally end up on a toll road. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to feel like truly a local here in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Even just knowing how to get into the car park. <laughs> there you go. That, that is very important. <laughs> um, next question. Would you rather have to eat fruit for the rest of your life or fruit that doesn't exist? Oh, sorry. Let me ask that again. Would you rather you have to eat fruit for the rest of your life or that fruit doesn't exist at all? <laughs> I would say fruit for the rest of my life. Ooh. I really like fruit. And I think it's probably possible to survive on fruit, I think, if you eat enough variety of them. I don't know enough about the different vitamins and minerals and components that are in fruit. Yeah. And how many you would need to eat to Mm. maintain your daily quota to stay alive. (laughs) Uh, But there, there are YouTube channels of people who... Eat only bananas. Oh, like fruitarian, oh. fruitarians? Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah, maybe... Okay, maybe they are fruitarians. Maybe I need to look into this. Um, <laughs> New but, diet, 2020. But I like fruit, so... Yeah. <laughs> I probably like fruit over vegetables, so... Ooh, okay. I, I would go with the fruit. Right. Um, my answer is different. I was going to say um, that fruit doesn't exist at all. Oh, And explain. here's my thinking. So I really like fruit as well, but I also really enjoy like savory dishes, like I mentioned before. Um, and I feel like if I eat fruit for the rest of my life, I'll just feel like so sweet and sickly. Whereas I feel like they're, um, with modern technology, there's a lot of replacements for fruit. Like you can get your vitamins that come from fruit from other sources, uh, from like other foods, other foods or like, yeah, just having, taking vitamin tablets. Um, and you know, we've like chemists or scientists, I don't know, have like come up with all these like, um, fruit flavors, not that they ever replace fruits, but I feel like, yeah. It'll just be better. Mm. It's just better that way. <laughs> and I prefer veggies to fruit, so. Okay. Mm. I see. <laughs> Great to disagree on that one. 
I like how creative your answer was, Suze, and how you've harnessed the power of the 21st century of course. technology <laughs> to be able to manufacture your fruit flavours, yeah. but all your nutrients are coming from elsewhere. So mm. I like that. Um, highlight of the COVID era. Highlight seems to imply, I should say, one thing. I feel like these are meant to be rapid fire questions, but our answers have just gotten longer and longer. They have gotten longer and longer. It's meant to be like a one word answer. I think deeper relationships with Mm. important people in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think for me, um, how everyone's had to just snap out of their, like, normal way of life and Mm. just going through the routine and mundane um, daily grind and everyone's had to stop and be like, oh, what's actually important to me? Or like, oh, life isn't just about the daily grind. And yeah, everyone's forced, has been forced to stop and stop and reflect. What shows are you watching at the moment, Suits? (laughs) The NT, um, (laughs) what's the thing called? Um, the NT press conference every day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Even here back in Melbourne? Yeah, because I always get a notification. Um, Facebook's like, oh, Michael Gunner's going live. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Some of those thing. have been entertaining. You sent oh, me some clips from yeah. those press conferences. We have a good fu- good time in our press conferences, so Michael Gunner does anyway. Um, I've been watching this <laughs> Korean drama. Um, it's called Hometown Cha Cha Cha, so I'm probably like pretty delayed because everyone's already watched it. But I like watching stuff really slowly, mm. and so I watch like one episode a week or like one episode every two weeks, and just like slowly make my way through and enjoy the process rather than binge it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> wow, our watching styles are also very different. <laughs> I lean much more towards the binging mm. of TV shows. So when Netflix releases TV shows and only does one episode per week, yeah, it's, it's like the worst. Ah, oh. and sometimes <laughs> I just wait till they've loaded all the episodes and yeah. I just watch them all at once. Mm. I feel like you can't fully like process and reflect and enjoy it though, because mm. I'm like I watch an episode and I'm like, ooh, let's analyze the characters' interaction and. What happened? How do I feel about that? (laughs) Oh, but the counter-argument to that, Suze, is when you binge a show, you get to see the entire development Mm. of the characters all at once. Full picture. As opposed to, say, if you watch it over 12 weeks. I guess so. You might kind of forget what's happening at the beginning. That's true. Or you won't get the full big picture of what the producers slash writers want you to know. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going along the journey with them, and I'm like, oh, Mm. what's going to happen next? (laughs) Um... I've rewatched a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine mm. over the last couple okay. of weeks, so that's a show that I've always enjoyed. Mm. It's always such a good one to go back to because yeah. it's just the type of comedy show that I really love and yeah. enjoy. Um, but a TV show that I'm about to start watching mm. and one that has been raved about by lots and lots of people is Ted Lasso. So I recently got a free subscription to um, what's the version of Apple version of Netflix? Um, yeah. I watch okay i don't know (laughs) the apple version of netflix just an eye in front of it yeah and a lot of people in my life have raved about ted lasso and i think there's the second episode uh, second season of that is out as well Mm. so i'll be binging those Suze. you do that (laughs) nice those are all the rapid I think those Not so are rapid all fire the rapid questions. Fi- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think we can do rapid fire properly, Suze. Okay. Um, we also had a few other questions on our um, Google Forms. Hmm. So one of them was sussing out which were the favourite episodes for mm-hmm. people. And I think the top two episodes that we had the most votes for was Can You Delete Instagram? Mm-hmm. And also the episode where I interviewed you, Suze, Optometry for Ears. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad people like that one. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that we also weren't sure whether we were going to post. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I don't know if other people would be keen about the ears. Um, but it definitely made it up there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's nice to know, like, what which ones people enjoy. So that's mm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, a Darwinian in our midst also <laughs> got a mention. Um, that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Also mainly focused on you and your life, Suze. <laughs> and also the next episode, how well does Esther know Suze? Mm. Also about predictions for your life. Suze, I'm seeing there's a theme here. <laughs> I think we should reorganize our podcast so that I just interview you. And I think that's what, what our audience me? wants. No. <laughs> That's what our audience wants. They want to hear more about you and your life. And I feel like it's just been a crazy year. Mm. Of like, yeah, lots of change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been nice to like invite people along on the journey with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think they have come on that journey mm-hmm. and have really enjoyed it as well. I'm glad. Yes. Nice. Mm. Um, <laughs> the other question that we asked people was um, for ideas for future future episodes um so the first one which i find hilarious um <laughs> i said i had a good laugh about this was manifestation <laughs> do you want to explain a little bit about what that means esther manifestation or do we want to leave it oh our next episode we could i don't know if we'll yet. <laughs> I, I think i think the general view on manifestation is if you talk about something or write out something you want to mm. see in your life, yeah. by doing that, somehow the universe will align mm-hmm. and it will make <laughs> this thing happen. So, for example, going back to what we look for in a guy, yeah. if I go, I want a person who is blonde, who is this tall, who does this job, um, earns this much money, owns a house. Mm. If I say that into the universe or if I write that down, um, in the context of manifestation, somehow in the next year or so, maybe mm-hmm. this person will pop up in my life. When I see them, I'll be like, oh, I manifested this person <laughs> into my life. This is my future husband. We've done it. <laughs> we've yeah. done it, universe. Nah. I, mean, I, mean, I feel like we've taken the mickey out of it a little bit. Yep. <laughs> I think there's definitely a lot more people who are well-versed in manifestation yeah. and yeah. The, the ideology around it mm. that we definitely <laughs> haven't done it justice yeah but we were just discussing this and what we think actually might be behind the psychology of it mm. yeah yeah but yeah Esther and I have been talking about it a little bit um manif- the idea of manifestation and so when we saw that this was one of the um future topic ideas we were like oh my gosh we've manifested this topic yeah. <laughs> into a podcast episode we have <laughs> Would love to know what stuff you consume, aka pop culture, music, books, shows. What's mm. the next one? I think the next one's a follow-up from that. Okay. Like whether we think there's a greater reflection surrounding our daily consumptions of media. If there's a greater reflection, what does, what does that mean? I think maybe deeper insight into why we like the books oh. or TV shows or yep. things that... Um, we like to consume. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like one. that. Yeah. Mm. It builds upon our rapid fire question before. <laughs> um, successes and achievements. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. That's a good one. I think the other thing we were talking about for another potential episode topic was what is success so i feel like this kind of ties in well into that mm. Mm. what the view, world views as success yeah versus... and how, to, how to define success yeah yeah exactly nice um and then the next one i'd love to hear more about careers and personal slash emotional development mm. Mm. that's a good one that's something that i enjoy talking about as well or thinking about nice <laughs> and last one but it's from the same person who asks us, who, <laughs> what do you look for in a guy? I wonder who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic relationships. Um, yeah, those are all really good topics. Yeah. And thank you for submitting them. It will mm. be Those are helpful for our brainstorm of what we want to do next year. Yeah, and feel free to send us a message to second any of these um, topics yes. so we know what is like, yeah, that people, the people really want to hear. <laughs> Should we do a vote? Ooh. <laughs> do a vote on our Insta page. Maybe. <laughs> people yeah. decide. Nah. We're, we're not democratic like that. So. <laughs> it's not how we roll. Yeah. Um, this is looking forward to the new year. Yeah. What are some things that you're hoping 
call combos we'll be able to do or what call combos will look like next year um nice nice question um i feel like there's still a lot of topics that we have mentioned right from the start that we said we wanted to talk about that Mm. that we haven't yet for example like (laughs) intentional living I need to stop bringing that up. Um, or even like what we meant, just mentioned, like success. What does success look like? Um, yeah, lots of things that I think we both enjoy thinking about and chatting about that would be fun to um, bring onto the podcast as well and um, share the conversation with other people. Yeah, definitely. I think something else that was also on our heart was bring together other passionate people in mm. our life and hearing about their yeah. stories and things that get them really excited yeah. and, and having a space to celebrate that as well. Mm. Um, and I think that's something new that we've started considering and maybe just trialling for the new year. Yeah. So potentially you might be able to hear some of that next year. Ooh. <laughs> um, so we'd be very keen to hear from you guys um, about whether there's anyone you'd like to hear from or someone who's really passionate about what they're doing, feel free mm-hmm. to reach out to us so we can use our small platform <laughs> to, yeah. to get your message out there. Yep. And I think the second thing was providing a space for more conversation around some mm. of these topics that we've talked about. Yep. I think it's really good to have a space where we talk about things mm. and have our call combo. But I wonder if we could engage our audience more and to start more conversations with yeah. them and to hear back from them so it yep. seems like a conversation with our audience as yeah. well. Um, don't know really Good what idea. that looks like. <laughs> um, but I think even in what we're doing, using Instagram as a platform and, and using that to connect with people mm. has been nice. And thank yeah. you to everyone who sent us DMs throughout the year mm. and connected with us. That's been really nice. Yeah, it's always encouraging to hear from people. <laughs> yeah. And... It's almost surreal. Like, I want to go back to that um, highlight of the COVID era because I would think that this is the highlight, actually, for me, that we started Core Combos. True, yeah. Because we started it um, during, well, one of the many lockdowns, Mm -hmm. but I think it was probably during one of the first lockdowns when we were both in Melbourne and it had been an idea that we'd been toying with for a while but hadn't actually put into action And I largely think if it wasn't because of COVID and the kind of time that we had Mm. and I probably wouldn't have looked into it more and gone, oh, let's actually make this idea into reality. Mm. So thanks, Suze. Oh, thank you. For this highlight of the COVID (laughs) era. Yeah, it has been good fun to have a little side project and, um, yeah, something to kind of invest our time into that we're passionate about. Mm. So it has been good. Yeah. Anyway, Hmm. so Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Have a happy new year and we'll catch you in our next call combo. Yeah.